1: Guys, welcome back to the Nina Kauser Show. Oh my God. It feels so good to win. It feels so good to score. Oh gosh. Um, against Spurs as well. Back to winning ways, just how we like it. Fucking ecstatic I am. And joining me on this podcast, actually before I introduce my guest, you know, would, I don't care if we win. I'm still going to fuck up this show because this is what I do. This show is brought to you in partnership with Liberty Shield, the perfect VPN companion for your entertainment and privacy needs, where you get a massive 25% off using the coupon code AIVPN. Liberty Shields offers free VPN apps for iOS, Android, Amazon Fire Stick, Mac, and Windows. Now, 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 back to the football, back to the result. It was delicious. Good to see the Reds firing on all cylinders and joining me on this podcast to discuss this game and result and just get the general feeling of relief. I am delighted to be joined by, you know what? They're a bit jinxy. I'm not going to lie. I love them all. I'm not superstitious, but. I thought to myself, am I being stubborn? Because these two have not been good, but they provide good relief and they are the perfect therapy companions. It's an honour to have back on Sam Evans and Dave Horrocks, hopefully in much happier, in much, 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 much happier moods. Guys, how are you?
2: Um, Nina, have you just said we're shit on the pod? <laughs> You're not <laughs> shit, <laughs>
1: but like, the thing is, like, the results also been shit. And uh, you I obviously seem to like, be on with shit, but you make me feel good. You know, all, this, we...
3: all this technical analysis that the guys do, and, and you know, uh, but it's it's us. It <laughs> the last month has been down to us being on the post-match show.
2: Yeah. <laughs> we, we deserve absolute medal.
3: No. Oh God, no. the yeah. um, oh.
2: Someone's got a TV on us, I mean. I can't hear anything. Uh, oh no, you couldn't hear it. Maybe ask, it's, yeah, there's a few people not on mute, I think. M- Manny sauce maybe? I don't know. Um Anyway. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yep. Yeah. Um Yeah, so basically Nina, I was gonna say we deserve a medal for being on the pod the last <laughs> last month. We've we've been grinding out. I don't think anyone wanted to come on the pod after the games. We we have sat through eight hours of Liverpool football in the Premier League without a goal before today. And you know, we we've said this is a bit of a cliche. Goals are like buses. You that eight hours for one, and today three come along at once, and it's it's an absolute relief. But uh yeah, me and me and Dave have had to slog it out recently. So if we're getting blamed for the results, we'll get we'll, we'll get we'll get the credit for today. Then, shall we?
1: Fine, bloody hell, get a load of in. Like we've slogged. You know, what, it's actually true. This show would be nothing without you guys. I mean, Dave, I'm, I'm going to come to you on this one because it's. It's good to have that winning feeling back. And you two were actually on when we absolutely thumped Palace. So it's great to have you back on. It is late. and um, It's good that we're going to talk about a win. And, um, you know, if you want to take full credit and you deserve a prize, I mean, what do you want?
3: <laughs> just another three points against West Ham. That, that's all I want next.
1: I mean, how do you feel after that? For me, it was just more like a relief because after the United game in the FA Cup, we lost that game, but I saw a lot of positivity in terms of how we were playing, we were playing with purpose. You know, it wasn't like a rinse-repeat of the same game over and over again that you guys have had to cover again and again and again again. I could have just actually just manipulated the sound from another pod and put it in, and I don't think anyone would be none the wiser, you know? Um, yeah. But I saw positivity against Man United, and I just thought we have been so rock bottom. I was feeling quite optimistic about this, and I spoke to Gags about it earlier on, that I'm I'm actually cool, I've got a good feeling about this, I don't care if it's spares, but I think it's just, I'm guessing it's a sense of relief.
3: It, it is for me, I mean, I must admit, <laughs> joking aside about me and Sam being a bit of a jinx, I saw the team sheet and saw Fabinho was injured, and I thought... Fucking hell, I've got to do the post match show again. (laughs) We're going to get beat and we're going to, you know, not be able to score. And I'm going to have to moan about not having a centre back again moan about VAR decisions, but I might do that as well anyway. But uh no, it is a massive, massive relief, but it feels so good. And you're right, the uh I've not heard it for a while, but you know, the old they used to say about the economy, the old green shoots of recovery. It felt like that United and
1: obviously to
0: really
3: the, the Alright it hurts a bit get beat about uh, beat by United. But it's there, there to think actually they're starting to get it's there was just it's off. And, you know, it good good good. either way, I think a few times tonight, you know, certain decisions, you know, again, I think Spurs are a world class side at falling over and getting free kicks. They all take the lead from Harry Kane and are all bloody brilliant at it. But I thought we fully deserved it tonight. And I thought a few players in particular, um, I, I want to call out Trent, because I've given him a bit of stick over the last month, because I think he's he's looked very off. But they just looked like they were, they were back to fitness, they were back to form. And yeah, there's a, there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic tonight, I think.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I have um, no idea what's going on um just one second um sorry we're having a bit of technical issues hmm there that's better right sorry somebody's um uh i just needed to sort something out there right guys um i'm a little bit of what about you sam
3: And you're on mute if you're talking.
2: Sorry, the app's gone a bit mad for me. Did you say anything to me there?
1: I came to you. Yes, we're a bit everywhere. Liverpool was flawless, I, but us lot are fucked.
2: Just. I, I don't know what's going on with this. This actual video on this at the moment. That's exactly
1: what I had to. That's, that's what threw not... me off. That's what know. threw me off.
2: I don't know how to get rid of it. Is <laughs> uh, it? A... Chey73 has got got video turned on and it's just stuck on my screen. If
1: If you just want to remove your video on me, I've had to disable it on my side. I
2: don't know how to disable it, uh, Nina. Oh,
1: gosh, I'm gone. Oh, there we go. Uh, wonderful, thanks, there mate. Sorry, Chris. but
2: I i was trying to go in and... Um... That's
1: what threw me off.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was just like... I'm having some <laughs> technical difficulties. <laughs> What's going on? Cheers, Jay. You know, I, what, I my first, I, you know I what my first viewers.
1: was? I hope they can't see me because I look like a dragon. <laughs>
2: that's right. That's <what> I thought <laughs> I thought I just i thought I thought just video called someone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, shoot my hands. Oh, pants. God.
2: Jay, you oh, just right. threw us off there. So Hello. sorry I, I went I went out of the app and back in because of that because I didn't I thought I'd pressed something wrong. So I totally missed what you might have said uh, Nina. So uh, st- st- <laughs> no worries Jay thanks mate. Um yeah sorry so <laughs> do that again because I totally got spun out there.
1: Right, just basically, what do you feel after that win? You know, because we've been on such a poor run of results and performances, and the United game in the FA Cup for us seemed like a bit of a shining beacon of hope of like purpose in terms of playing quite well, because it's been like pretty much rinse repeat kind of performances. So, what are your thoughts after that result and that performance? Relief initially, I assume.
2: Hundred um, you know, percent. Me and Dave had a little chat before the pod, and we we were discussing the glory days of when we beat uh, Palace seven nil away. And basically, we were saying things like, "Oh, you know, we've we've found a way to work around needing a centre back, and everything was glorious." And and since then, everything's completely caught up to us and fallen to shit. So, um, I. I it's it's easy to overplay the importance of today's game but i genuinely thought in my head with with the fixtures coming up as well it was absolutely vital if we had any hope at all of of trying to uh, trying to win this league this season we had to win today i really genuinely felt that before the game today mm. five games without a win in the league i'm not i haven't checked through the records i'm not sure a team has ever won the league Having gone five games in a row without a victory, I'm not sure, but there won't be many if there are any. Um, so for me, you couldn't go six. You know, you just couldn't. Man City are starting to really, really tick, um, and today was the exact performance I was hoping for. We were, we were back. You know, it it was fantastic, as you said, Nina. Massive relief. Uh, players who we haven't seen. You know. Welcome to the Premier League 2021, Trent Alexander Arnold. What a performance today. Mm-hmm. Um so nice to see him back. Bobby being peak Bobby. It's 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 glorious to watch today. And I don't know, something we've we've changed something today. I don't know what it is, and it's just given those players that little bit more space than they've been having recently, and they had the chance to perform. And it it was so, so good and I'm just really hoping now that that's gonna give the boys the confidence to go on a bit of a run and you know, and try and, and get ourselves back up this table.
1: Absolutely. Hopefully that was, you know, um the the start of um you know some good stuff and you know what this is a live show you've heard us; we've all been thrown off a little on this podcast i'm sure it's going to happen again please do not stick your videos on it because you know it we all get ruffled at that i uh, will go to our first caller it is nick turner also known as g's on toast on our discord nick how are you
0: hi thanks for having me Yep, it's um, a
1: pleasure to have you on
0: <laughs> brilliant so yeah um uh uh, yeah, I'm sat here with my Unbearables t-shirt on. Um, nice. i putting the AI shot there. And uh, fair play to Sam and Dave. Um, we're back! As Sam said a little bit ago, he's getting back to his best now. Mm. He's, he's had a bad... It seems, it seems like he's had a little bit of a bad spell, but an assist today, and that's fantastic. Mm. I, I thought the uh, everyone was really sharp. There's a lot of uh, fast one who had... Uh, ah. He's so frustrating, isn't he? Because he's such a good defender and he, and he had a great first half. Um, uh, getting back at that one point when Son was through and he got back and he just muscled him off and played it away. Chris, he just can't even seem to deal. 90 minutes Milner did well I thought I thought he, he had a great game tonight um, in the second half he had kicked everything away and okay Okay, he's not the most, and um, this needed to be done today, and he helped us win. You. Okay. And, you know,
1: I we need that's... to remember that, you know, these players under...
0: Normal seconds.
1: But... Well, not be that, Kelly, that. I saw a um...
3: tweet before, it's like. How many players have to be injured and we have to play out a position at centre back before we actually buy someone when we can? I, I mean, I, I was chatting to a mate before the match and I was saying I, I don't think we need to buy a world class centre back. I think we just need to buy a decent centre back, someone mm. who, you know, can free up the rest of the players to play in their actual positions. So I was kind of. <sighs> When the team news came through, I was gutted. Uh, obviously, that Fabinho, but I was—I've been kind of expecting it as well. We've been overplaying him, so it, it was going to come a time when you know he'd get injured and he wouldn't play. But luckily, Matic comes back, and you're thinking, "Ah, that's that's okay. At least he's back for this game." Yeah. Well, guess again. <laughs> so I, it is a bittersweet, exactly how Nick's just said there, because he looks so good. Okay, the disallowed goal that they scored we we got caught a bit short at the back there but I just thought in the first half the back four just looked so much more calm with Matip at the back there and I thought he was bringing the best out of Trent as well mm-hmm. and you know so when when it got to half time I mean I'm sure we'll come to the goal but obviously we were all on a high at half time and then I see Phillips coming out I'm like oh he's gone again and the commentators are saying oh we're not sure who he's coming on for I'm like come on we all know who he's it's coming not, on for it's don't not more
1: is it let's be honest
3: <laughs> so you know is it Henderson you know is it Matip yeah we all knew it was going to be Matip and I know I think I upset yourself and Sam last uh not last time but whichever game it was and Matit went off again. I think it was in the first half, and I was just like, "Right, that's it. I'm done. We need to upgrade," and and because we just can't rely on him. And so, although I'm really pleased with that first half performance, I just feel you need to have players that you can rely on. And so, it's it's a bittersweet thing with it because he's so good. And and the other thing I'd pick up on as well that, that Nick said there was how Phillips played. I actually think if we had fans in the stadium, I actually think Phillips might already be gathering a bit of a cult following because he's so blood and thunder. He's he's very limited. And he is probably a a championship centre-back. But I just love the way he just gets his head in there. He just throws his body in. He's your proper old-school centre-back. And actually, you know, I think we gave him a bit of stick because... Against Newcastle, I think it was, he had quite a lot of the ball and Newcastle Newcastle let him have the ball because he wasn't doing a lot with it. But, you know, I think for a pure defender, I actually think he's all right. And, you know, he's he's done well with that. Uh... Yeah,
1: I'd say so as well. I think, you know, again, given the circumstances, of course, you know, things were massively in... In his favour as well, you know, with the likes of obviously Kane going off and things and, you know, which is good, which is good because that is going to, only going to enhance his confidence. Like you said, he didn't have the best of games against Newcastle. Sam, um, Nick spoke had made a few points there. So do you want to, I don't know, go over, gloss over what we've said or do you want to pick out anything he spoke about the front line? Um, you know, seeing them kind of score incredible goals, Trent Alexander Arnold going back to his best again, which is essential for our forwards. You know that again, you know that spark of creativity that we needed. And the floor is yours. what what do you want to discuss? What do you want to talk
2: about? Uh, first of all, the old Paul Joyce uh, notifications on Twitter has told me that Jurgen Klopp says Joe Matip has an ankle injury. So, um. That's a blow. Um, totally agree. I was, I was doing my customary halftime phone call with my brother Joe and we were just discussing the game and I was just saying how brilliant I thought Dip was. I thought he was so good that first mm-hmm. half. The amount of times... Because that's one thing that's been happening is we have been incredibly vulnerable on the counter-attack. You know, In recent times, we've been having a lot of the ball and a lot of pressure against the opposition, but we've ended up giving away the the biggest clear cut chances in the match you know we've always conceded the clear cut chances and not created them and a lot of that's been because of the counter attack and every time spurs tried to play over the top today matt did fair play to him he he read it really well got his head on the end of it and you know one time when son looked like he was clean through he found that little extra yard from somewhere and got it got to the ball before him in the box i i thought he was fantastic but As Dave said in the pod with me recently, you know, Dave was saying we we just can't keep him because of his injury record, and I was like, oh, he's okay as a fourth choice. (sighs) It it is really difficult at the moment when we are struggling so badly for defenders. We just need someone reliable, and you know, fair play. I will say Nat Phillips, he's, he's hilarious to watch at times. Like, that yellow card he got, I don't know what he was doing. He just dived in proper old school center back but when teams do start launching it in in the air he's winning most most of the balls it seems and you know he's someone that when we're that dominant you know today just to talk about how dominant we were it was absolutely incredible how much we have dominated spurs on their own patch today you know looking at a few different xgs It says here, Liverpool 2.56xg, which is really high, and Spurs was 0.13 on their own ground. That just shows you, you know, I know we were nervous throughout the game, and especially since they scored from their bloody wonder goal again, we were thinking, you know, a bit nervous, oh no, don't concede another one. It was so, so comfortable today, and if we weren't on such a bad run, we'd have been feeling a lot better today. That is performance today was absolutely comprehensive
1: it really was and you know you kind of highlighted the fact that you know Spurs were trying to play you know um play behind and you know like get the three ball in and one thing that I took as a massive positive in that first half which is why I thought we we were the better half in the first half and we certainly the better better team in the second half was we I noticed us play a high line in the first half And, you know, and that gave me a lot of confidence because that instantly then closes the gap between the, the defense and the midfield. Thanks, Nick. Um, uh, really, really great to have you back on. Um, we will meet. Thank
0: you. Yeah. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye.
1: Pleasure, Nick. Enjoy the rest of your week. One day, actually. It's back on the weekend. We can stress again about this team. Right. Let's go to our next caller. Gags. You there?
4: hello everybody how you doing
1: oh my god don't even ask us we've had quite a show technical glitches people putting their cameras on throwing us off the pod craig (laughs) being a a messy bitch me not knowing what day it is dave hosting my show sam taking the piss out of me (laughs) it's been great
4: so we've talked about matib's ankle ligament injuries yeah
2: we just, we I've didn't go into the detail out. of the ligament okay they they're very worried about um, yeah. the
4: severity so that could be him done for this season sure. so some good news to start my little uh, <laughs> discussion but uh, oh. how good was that how how good was it to see just the team playing end to end football again and um i think sam went through the xg just now that's that's as dominating as you can get away from home against them A bit stupid from Mourinho, I'd say. Really, really stupid from Mourinho to play like that just against us because they're going to get, you know, humiliated. But again, they've got so much firepower, or they did have in the first half. And we kind of coped okay. We got lucky with a couple of decisions, but I think they were justice, you know, that was correct. He was offside, and um, I think Alisson did well for a couple of them in terms of sweeping. But the front three, Mane... Just literally played himself into form in that game. Sadio Mane literally was just having an absolute shocker at the start and slowly, slowly, bit by bit, touch by touch, got himself that, that, um, that, that assist, which really was a mishit as well. He literally fucking flew to the assist and we got lucky because Larice should have cleared it Dyer should have done something with it and they all shit themselves and uh, Bobby loves a tapping against Spurs so he just loves scoring against Spurs so yeah that's three doubles against them in a row which I didn't even, th- didn't even think of so since that last minute Kane penalty against us I think we've beaten them every game and throw the Champions League final in there as well so that's seven on the trot against Spurs we're a bit of a bogey for them that's nice because I remember they used to be a bit shit for us. But, yeah, Mane then just turned it on second half, I thought. And, uh, you know, should have had an assist for Mo. Unlucky with that with that um, handball for Bobby. And then scores himself as well, and Trent too. But so nice to see Bobby, Trent and Mane back on it. You know, because obviously Mo's been trying to, trying his best, banging him in at least. Getting, he's got 19 goals this season. But we've been struggling without some really key, key players. And... For these guys to step up at this time and we're coming with some heavy duty games. West Ham's not easy. West Ham are in form; they were above us before we we won today. That's going to be tough. We need everybody in form between before West Ham back to back games away as well, and then um, Brighton at home, Leicester away, City home. You know that's a that's a run and a half, and to do it without any centre backs. So we're going to be playing either youngsters or midfielders in defence. We're asking for miracles here, guys. We literally are. So having them back in form gives you a chance because at least we can go and play basketball. And to be honest, I think it'll be a lot of fun. A lot of fun scoring goals. It is the best. I hate the tight games, the two ones, the one nils. Give me three goals and a win every time. So, you know, well, this season, at least, last year was fine if we win all of them. But, yeah, this year, that's it now. That's all I only hope, I think. Basketball, football, Mane, Bobby and Mo um, getting themselves into form until Jota turns up. And then we can really go for it. So, yeah, that's that's my point. Nice to have some really high-quality players getting playing themselves back into form. Mane, Bobby. Bobby Camino's performance.
1: Indicates to me that Jota is like pretty much fit. Like yeah. the are
4: bizarre. He's coming. He's coming soon. <laughs> and so Bobby has to turn it on. But, oh um, I want you to talk about all three. Yeah. I'm going to go because I'm going to start doing some of the press before sleep. But um, but I want you to talk about all three of those because we, we, we know we know we know Mo's, Mo's Mo. You know, should have got a goal today. He scored two at Old Trafford as well. So you know, he gets plenty of plaudits. But those three been really off. And been getting slated as well lately, so it's just really nice, especially for the young local lad who's gone through his biggest dip, you know, of his young career, to to come back and um, and um, score one and really play well in terms of creativity as well. Really good. So yeah, give them free some um, some praise, please. That would be good to hear for everybody.
1: I don't know what game Gags was watching, I thought thought all three were absolute muck, just kidding, Uh, Sam I'm going to come to you, I think it's the first time in a very long time that all three were in great form today, like every single one of them looked on it, I thought Sadio Mane was just a pesky little thing, he's so aggressive, he's the kind of kid, he's like the playground bully that'll pull your pants down You know, it was that that kind of game from him today. And, you know, Mo always constantly looking for him. You know, there was just so much about them. Bobby everywhere pretty much playing the whole box-to-box thing. I just love them today. Today, to me, they seemed very in sync.
2: Oh, it's, it's, it's... A sight to behold today, we played some beautiful stuff today, and there was a few times like Mo tried that little back heel. There was a lovely link up mm-hmm. with Curtis in the second half down, down the right hand side, and then Curtis looped round and he tried to back heel it to Curtis, trying to score the goal of the season. Some lovely stuff today. And I agree with Gags. I think you know, with that news of Matt Dip's injury as well now you know we we already knew he'd have to play maybe once every couple of weeks or something knowing his injury records but if he has done his ligaments in his ankle and he's out for 3 4 months i think i agree with gags we're going to have to 13 14 this and just go all out attack and and tr- sell brendan
1: out... Budge is there
2: yeah well That's yeah it. well we've got a lot of character um so um yeah so <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll have to yeah, it's, it's the only option it's the only option we've got this season now because um, just to highlight how unlucky we've been with, with, with the injuries combined with our own negligence um, we, that's now the 16th centre-back pairing that we've had in this team this season once, no. we, once, once we had yeah, 16th Centre back pairing. Once we had Phillips and Henderson uh, in there, so that is unreal. Just to just to show you what this team's had to deal with this season, and trying to get some sort of consistency going, and to try and get the team to to function as a unit has been an absolute nightmare. So, and that's going to know, We we'll start getting a bit more consistency, now because we, we we're probably going to have to play and i i don't know how long Fabinho's out for christ we only mentioned him um so yeah that's really upsetting as well so we're probably going to have to have henderson at center back quite a lot now um we're going to have to attack i think i told totally you fab knew. is back
4: it's it's hendo and fab in, in midfield we needed we needed uh, one of them in mid, sorry just, we needed one of them in midfield they're both going to be in defense um but, we're going to be play if we do anything achieve anything this season with those two at the back, like literally anything. So even that means top four and getting to the semis or something of the CL. For me, that's like, that's like a massive overachievement because it's expecting, we're expecting so much from them, you know, like as a, as a club, the situation we're in, obviously it's a disgrace that we're not actually spending the money to go and get who we want. And if the rumours were true, Botman was the one we wanted. It's a disgrace that we didn't shore up the money to get him, right? One. Two, it's a disgrace we can't put a loan deal together anywhere. Three, <laughs> there's free agents that we won't even go near just to put a body in. We can't sell any fringe player either. So that's another problem why we can't buy a player because we've got too many foreigners. So we can't sell Origi because of his wages. We can't sell anyone else because nobody wants our, our crap because that's what we do to them. So we've got all these problems, and, and the fans still expect us to be top and win the CL or something. There's no change in expectation anywhere. Believe me, if you change your expectation, the losses don't feel as bad. And I can tell you that since Jan 2nd, when we lost to Southampton, literally changed my mindset and said, I don't expect jack shit from a squad that is struggling like this because it's so unfair on them. If you're feeling it, what do you think the players are feeling? The players must feel fucking so low that we can't afford to bring anyone in to help them. So low after the... It's traumatic, man. It's traumatic from winning the Champions League, winning the league, to literally blowing your squad apart because of one risk you take, one risk, and it falls over. must be so demoralising. So credit to them to going to Spurs today and getting that win that they needed. Don't care about losing to United, um, uh, uh, you know, um, away in the cup. Burnley hurt, but again, Mm -hmm. these things happen. This one, we needed to win. It was massive, massive to win. Credit to them for fighting back. And you know what? If they could keep making, getting some of these results here and there, but if they drop points, I'm not going to scream and shout. At the players, that is. You know, I'm not going to shout at Klopp. I'm not going to shout at the, the players. It's 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 higher than them. It's what our... I suppose what they're following got us to this position in terms of being so good. But surely you can deviate a little bit from what your original plan is if you see it being a risk on everything that you're, you're building for and all the hard work that you've done. Imagine if you fall out of the Champions League, Nina, then everything you did in the last two, three years, you've just wiped. Not wiped. I mean it's not as let's not be over dramatic. But what I mean is it's a lot of hard work that gets reset.
1: Yeah, it it's it throws you back a bit, doesn't it? Dave, I'll come to you, I've not heard from you in a while. Um Gags there making some sound points there about, you know, um managing expectations, don't be angry at the at the players, they're doing their best, you know, they're probably feeling a lot worse. We we are literally playing players out of position. Everything that could potentially go wrong on the field and even off it as well has actually happened for Liverpool.
3: Yeah, i i I don't, I don't know if I just follow different accounts. I, I think I have seen a bit of frustration aimed at players, <laughs> yeah, but mainly from idiots. And then I make sure I don't follow them, and and that's the negative thing I guess about Twitter because it becomes a big echo chamber, which just reflects your own opinions. But um, I I think the most of the frustration I've seen is, is more towards the, the owners and the fact that the players need help, you know, and again, we we've spoken about it on this show, lots and lots of times that, that the players do need help. Um, And it, it is just, obviously we don't know all the goings on behind the scenes, but it just seems utterly nonsensical. Um, we've been struggling for a long time. Now we were kind of limping towards January and we were like, we're just going to make it and then we'll sign someone. And then, you know, we will get help at the back there. And it just doesn't seem like it's going to happen. So, you know, it was it 28 today. So we're not going to bring anyone in. Um, I do think if we get a bit Zen and accept the fact that we're not going to give the players help, um, on the pitch in terms of reinforcements, then, yeah, we do have to uh, give them or you know, reset our expectations, I think. I'm still not quite there, still not quite accepting that we're not going to pull a rabbit out the hat. Um Because, again, I, I just feel even if Fabinho comes in, um, you know... I don't want to see Fabinho as well as he's done at centre-back. I don't want to see him playing at the back. I want to see him in midfield. So I don't think we need to have a world beater. I don't think we have to scour uh, the the world football for the next big thing. When Van Dijk and Gomez are fit, they are playing. So I just think we need a stopgap for me. So I, I want to accept that we're not going to sign anyone, but just give me another couple of days and... I'll <laughs> be there. But the players have done absolutely brilliantly. And I do think, you know, even though we only got 45 minutes out of him, I do actually think Matip's performance in that first half really helped to just calm the whole side. And and as great as he was kind of, uh, you know, when we were defending and, and, you know, the whole catching up and, and muscling off song was, was brilliant. I, I thought he helped Trent's game, and Trent carried mm. that on into the second half, even when Matic wasn't there. And so, even before he scored his goal, because you know he's going to be in Garth Crook's side, he scored. Trent scored a goal now, so he's going to be in the team of the week. Um, even before that, it was back to the old Trent, and I, I think he played well. I think, I think all of the back four. I can't actually think of anyone who. Didn't have a, a good solid game. I thought Milner played well. I thought uh, yeah. Genie again. He's always there. He always keeps it ticking over. Always, you know, keeps the ball in tight spaces. Robo was, you know, as solid as he ever is. But it, it was really great. And and I think Gag's point about the front three. I, I think Mane has been up until you know the last few games. I think he's been one of the better out of the Mm -hmm. front three. I think Bobby at times has looked like he's forgotten how to play football. Tonight, he was back on it, really on it, dropping deep, pulling centre-backs everywhere, great link-up play. Mane had one of those weird games where he looked at times like a whirling dervish. He was just kind of all over the place. Even after he got his assist and he got his goal again from a a great Trent Cross, (laughs) there was a moment where he kind of, he'd done all the hard work, dribbled past some defenders, and then just kind of back t- back heeled it to no one and ends yeah. up fouling. So he had a very, very strange game. And I'm still, as we're talking, I, I'm still trying to decide if I, if I want to give him man of the match or not. But no, I thought it was great to see those three firing, but that's all built on the foundation from the back, you know, from the back four through the midfield. And, and that's what allows the, the front three to click as well.
1: It really does. And Sam, I'm I'm going to come to you and I want to get your thoughts on, you know, the points that Gags has made there about, you know, we must sign, you know, and it's on the owners. And you would think, you know, the business people, I understand that, you know, we're in a pandemic. I get that. I can totally, totally respect that, that, you know, it might be a little, funds might be a little hard to come by, you know, okay. I appreciate that but you are literally owners of the best team in England and you actually have a big crisis so what do you do I mean like you see the fans frustration I see where they're coming from I see where clubs coming from this is why I didn't lose my shit at anyone because I kind of see it from all points of view, but then I do look at the owners now and I do think, well hang on a minute. If you if you invest, it'll do you good because you'll profit from it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm I'm gonna go for a bit of a mad uh shout here, Nina. So brace yourself for this. Okay. Um you know you know how I said recently that I've gone down a massive rabbit hole regards to Star Wars recently. I'm, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use Star Wars to create a bit of a metaphor for Liverpool and the whole centre back situation.
3: Well, I'm getting my popcorn ready now.
2: Brace yourself yeah. brace, yeah. for this. It's <laughs> very um, <said> <laughs> <be> fucking good. <laughs> Gag said the word solo earlier, and I just thought about solo, and then I just went off on and my brain started going. Um, yeah, so Liverpool now. We've, we've
4: built. Hold on, a... you're not going to Chewbacca, are you? Because that's just no, not right. <laughs>
2: that's,
1: <laughs> Nina. It's fucking terrible. Gatsby even fucking sounded like Roy Hodgson. I don't know, actually, I know what's worse, Roy Hodgson.
4: Yeah, I know. You're Mate, not Roy Hodgson won them. more games than we did in the five run, bad five run game. doesn't yeah.
1: mean I want a flipping look like a cauliflower.
4: Just, you know, just before, before <laughs> Sam does his thing, you know, Sheffield <laughs> United were in better form than us in the last five games. They won two out of three. <laughs> <laughs>
3: mental. Oh, that was so good last night, though, wasn't it? <laughs> it really was. <laughs> uh, I'm oh, really sorry. Was. Yeah, it was
4: brilliant last night. I, I laughed at everyone. I took the piss out of everyone I knew that I was a United fan, and everyone was like, don't do it, gugs, Don't do it. We're going to lose tomorrow. I said, I don't give a flying fuck. I'm taking every shot I can, when I can, and guess what? I got two nights in a row. Fuck you all, you cowards. Amazing.
2: I'm so happy about that, but anyway... Back to the random Star Wars comparison. Brace yourself for this, right? Um, right, so... Now, over the last four years, to the rest of the Premier League are the Empire and, and Liverpool have built the Death Star, basically, right? We were the Death Star, according to the rest of the Premier League. We were so... An immovable object. And it, it was... Nothing could stop them whatsoever. But... There was one fatal flaw and I think the whole Premier League were given the plans to Liverpool's Death Star and they were the, the weakness at centre-back. The fact that Liverpool were starting the season with just three centre-backs was that weakness in the Death Star. And they knew that they had Joe Gomez with injury problems and Matip with injury problems, which left just Virgil van Dijk. And Virgil van Dijk is very hard man to injure. But if you get them in the right place in the de- in the Death Star, bring down the Death Star. So the Premier League looked at it, and then guess who rocks up? Jordan Pickford, like a like a shit Luke
4: Skywalker. I was just
1: gonna up. say, uh, why is he <laughs> Luke Skywalker <laughs> in all this?
4: And, uh, like I don't Jordan like this. Pickford. Like I'm, I'm normally dark side, so yeah. But
2: fuck off, Jordan, be... Jordan Pickford thought he'd rock up like a shit. Luke Skywalker and two-foot Virgil. And to be fair to him, he he, he hit this right on the bullseye and brought down the Death Star, right? But the difference between Liverpool at the moment and the Empire is the Empire rebuilt the bloody Death Star and and then could destroy worlds yet again. And at the moment, Liverpool are refusing to rebuild the Death Star and I, I'm trying to continue the season with this, well, once we've already imploded, you know. So that's my incredibly random metaphor that I've just built for you. Is I don't it, know how you feel me. about
3: it. Is
1: now it only I'm only thinking me? of Lord oh. of the Rings and Helm's Deep.
3: <laughs> it's only me who's got the Star Wars crawl music going in my head as, as <laughs> I'm talking there. <laughs> I hope I hope. I can just so. see the yellow writing. Coming up the screen there with Jordan Pickford and everything. (laughs) (laughs) the (laughs) galaxy
2: far, far away.
3: He really is a shit Luke Skywalker, to be fair. But the the
2: worst thing was, once he'd done that, then the rest of the Premier League teams, like West Brom now, they came in, got that draw against us. And I'm going to compare to another film now. Do you remember an Independence Day when they figure out how to bring down all of the spaceships? And they go, right, now we know how to bring them down. And they spread the word across the rest of the world. That's that's exactly what happened there. And and since then, we haven't managed to score a bastard goal. So, (laughs) any more metaphors?
1: Very fast. (laughs) I'm literally speechless. It's you know, like what? What? uh, What do you say to all this? Literally, like. Oh my god! You know what? Now I'm just imagining little T-Rex hands there trying to, you know, use a lightsaber. Like
3: <laughs> Jordan picks. Jordan Pickford, surely fucking Jar Jar Binks, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, and, it, and yeah,
2: Jar Jar's accidentally brought it down.
3: Fucking
1: eh? okay, hell! Yeah, absolutely madness. I mean, insane. So, okay, so there's your metaphor. Let's go back to the game. Um, just real, real quickly. I think, you know, there was some gorgeous goals. I think, can we all agree? And, um, I'll come to Dave first on this. Dave, I actually think it was a really, really enjoyable game of football. And I, and I'm not just saying it because I'm a Liverpool supporter, but I even took a lot of positives from the loss against United because I thought we played well. So for me, this was a really, really good game of football, and I thought it was so incredible that Liverpool to score in injury time. What I found bizarre was, as a young kid, I was always told, and I, this and this kind of stuck with me is the worst time to concede is right before half time and right after halftime. And mm. Liverpool did the damage in, in both those little in those little segments.
3: Yeah, I, I, and I was thinking that as well because I I remember when I was younger and I was thinking. I'd hear that narrative that you know mm. it's the best time to score just before, before half time, and I remember thinking, well, if you go in one nil, what does it matter? But it's all that psychological stuff, isn't it? It's the psychological impact it has on the players. You know, the the manager, the coaches, they've already been thinking about what they're going to work on, what they're going to get across to the players at half time. So all that goes out the window with that goal at that time. And so that was absolutely perfect. And, you know, honestly, it, it was, I've said this a few times before, but with VAR, I don't actually celebrate a goal like I used to. You know, I
1: celebrated like, Bobby's. I didn't even give a six. I forgot what that felt like. I going <laughs> to yeah. lie.
3: Yeah, well, to me, to be honest, I'm thinking that's possibly going to be disallowed for something. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm just waiting for it. And so when it doesn't, I get that delayed celebration. But it's not the same as celebrating when you, you know, when the ball hits the back of the net. And then when when we score the second one, you know, straight after, after the break, I'm thinking, oh, this is it. We're back, baby. And then they pull out that fucking worldie from nowhere. <laughs> And mm-hmm. I'm back to nervous again. So I completely agree. And Gag's mentioned basketball before. I, I, I And, you know, that's what we're going to look forward to looking forward. But I think for a lot of the game tonight, it was kind of like basketball. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think we absolutely deserve to win. And we deserve to win by a, a decent margin as well. But it was end to end. And so, um, yeah, I, I was a bit nervous. I did enjoy it more at three one. You know, and, and I could appreciate it. It's usually after the game where I can sort of breathe a sigh of relief and think, yeah. Go back
4: yeah, to 2017, eighteen day basically. Just yeah. just score. Just fucking score.
3: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So um but it was great. It wasn't just about the win. It was the fact that we deserve the win. The players look back on it. And as I said at the top of the show, you know, there's a lot to be more optimistic. I'm not going to get dragged down by the whole centre back situation. It's, I'm bored of my here myself. Talk about that. So you know, let just enjoy the fact that we've, you know, we've got the right players further up the field clicking. And um, yeah, I think so long as we can keep it tight at the back, which to be fair, we have been doing, haven't we? It's not that we haven't had a problem with conceding <laughs> loads of goals. So hopefully, you know, that will carry that into the West Ham game. And I I believe, I I don't know if it's a done deal, but Jesse Lingard is on his way to West Ham. So surely that can only be a good thing for us.
1: Absolutely. Literally, a waste of a shirt. Sam, I'll, I'll come to you. I mean, I nearly died when Son scored, but then I was like, hang on a minute, he looks offside. And, you know, VAR came through for us. But, you know, kind of talk to me about, you know, just just the whole situation with Liverpool. Uh, Gags is off. Cheers, Gags. Have a good night. Enjoy the pressing. I'm sure there's plenty to collect. Sam, back to you. I mean, them two goals, the way they came and in the nature they came and how quickly they came. I was like, oh, God, this, is this is this a famine and feast in terms of, eating windows for Liverpool, we get, like you said, like the buses, they all come together and then they don't come at all. Uh, Really important times to score. Um, You saw the relief on Klopp and you saw it on all the players, the way they all kind of gathered and kind of celebrated. You could see how big it was.
3: Oh, as
2: I touched on earlier, today's game was absolutely massive, but... I I disagree slightly with what Dave said there. How are you saying it was end to end? Second half, Spurs had didn't have a sniff whatsoever. We completely dominated that second half. They were not a threat whatsoever. And I I do understand. Obviously, they lost Kane, and in the first half, even though we dominated them there, then. It was one of those ones where they nearly got away a few times, and then there's a bit more, you know, bit more danger there. But for me, you know, looking at the game, they had three shots the whole match um, at home. Uh, It's a complete domination. We had some really good chances today. It It could have been more, in my opinion. So, you know, even though I was saying earlier, yes, we need to just attack, attack, attack. One thing this Liverpool team is good at is controlling games. And if we can get that control back now and get a bit of a run at it, then hopefully we won't leave our centre-backs exposed to the kind of counter-attacks like Rhys Williams has had to deal with recently against Manu with Rashford. You know, if we can learn to protect them a little bit better, then we might be able to get away with it a bit. But I just think it, it's too big an ask, really. We're going to get found out in in some games. And that'll be enough to stop us winning, you know, the major trophies, which is obviously the league and the Champions League. So, you know, we're going to give it a good crack. We've got an incredible mentality in this team. You know, Mane, you touched on earlier, saying how he was having an absolute shocker to start the game. But he keeps on going. You cannot keep Mane down. I absolutely love the guy. He... Even if he's on the stinker and everything's going wrong and he's missing chances from six yards in the first minute of the game, he keeps on going and he gets his rewards in the end. And I'm just hoping Liverpool now, with that win today, they'll be lifted. They'll see there's three quick games in a week now. There's nine points on offer there. Win these games back to back, bang, bang, bang. And then all of a sudden, we're revitalised and we're back in the fight.
1: I love it. I love the fighting talk. There was so much positivity when we were losing, so of course you guys are going to be filled with the positivity given that result. I mean, let's talk about VAR. I'm so glad that it didn't come to the crunch of it all, but again, massively controversial again. I mean, Marcelo scores a lovely goal, a wonderful goal, should have stood. And they start analysing it for Bobby Firmino's handball, completely ignoring the fact that Dyer was pretty much man wrestling him, handling him, and it kind of hit his arm before it hit uh, Bobby Firmino's arm. As a result, and I thought they changed the rules for all this handball stuff, and it feels like we're back to square one again. And Dave, I'm going to come to you first on this one because it feels like they look at that situation, but they've not looked at everything else. They've just taken a look at the handball in isolation and not looked at the chain of events. And the chain of events weren't far because Daya's arms were literally around Bobby Firmino's neck.
3: I I give up. I don't don't understand the rules. I I think that... They didn't have to go
1: to another frame. They didn't have to look at another frame. It was in the same frame.
3: Yeah. No, it was literally... And and he's all over Firmino, right? And his elbow hits the ball onto Firmino's arm. Yep, yep. And we still get the goal disallowed and the free hit given against us. I, I'm I'm imagining if you were writing code, you know, you were doing your logic loops. There'd be a lot of commands like "if Liverpool do this, if anyone else do something else." It's just, I I just like say, it's just good that it didn't cost us tonight. But it, I said it before, but I I just can't help but feel this this bloody conspiracy and these marginal decisions. Always go against us. It seems ridiculous to me. I, I don't really get the whole, you know, the the handball in the build-up to play because at the end of the day, it was in it was in our own fucking half for a start, you know. And again, it's just it's a nonsense, and it, it's not VAR, is it? It's it's shit referees interpreting badly and you know they're trying to put certainty into you know they're slowing everything right down and you know is there is there any intent at all that that you know he's trying to knock that and gain an advantage for me at the minute the rules are fucked and it's compounded by var and and It was just a nonsense. But as soon as the referee goes over to the monitor and they're literally showing him that clip. You know. It's gone. It's like, well, you see, yes, it does hit his hand. Like you say, dies all over him. His elbow. And and I think I could have probably accepted. No, I wouldn't have accepted it. But, you know, I'd have been... Begrudging at losing the goal, it's the fact that we gave you gave the free kick the opposite to them. Way as yeah, well. it's mm-hmm. like are you fucking kidding me. Did you not see? You so focused. Did Bobby? You know? Did he handball it? Yes. Therefore, it's a kick to Spurs. You are not even fucking got your eyes open and can see that Dyer's hit it with his elbow first. It's just, it's just a nonsense, and I don't really know other than to continue moaning about it, you know, what, what they do about it. Because I just, I just feel like v- introducing VAR was the right thing to get the big decisions right. It's yeah. just the interpretation they got massively wrong and they're just sucking the life out of the game.
1: They are. They're energy vampires, these referees. I hate them all. I absolutely despise them all. I think they're all shit. I, You know, there was a time when, oh, okay, he's a bit better than that one and blah, blah, blah. They're all absolutely, absolutely shocking. Sam, I'm going to come to you about this because most of our scores are goal, and it was at the right time. We were 2-1 down. So, again, you know, you get that little bit of a breather. And then, you know, same shit, different day, you know, officials being officials, trying to do everything in their power. But um, the Sadio is I mean, try finding a fault in that one, you you idiots.
2: Man, the, I don't know where to start with this one. First of all, just to point out, right, Andrew Beasley tweeted earlier saying that that Son disallowed goal, that was the first goal overturn in Liverpool's favour this season.
1: Wow. So,
2: that that's incredible. How many goals have we had disallowed this season because of our... Uh, it's it's unbelievable, that's the first goal overturn in our favour So if anyone says Liverpool again, the decision Just throw that back in their face The totally agree with the Firmino thing um, First of all, the rule is supposed, supposed to be there For when it immediately, if it touches a hand Then immediately leads to a goal Either the guy whose hand it hits, shoots and scores Or mm-hmm. the guy whose hand it hits, passes it to someone And they immediately score that's what it's there for. It's not for four hours earlier it hit someone's hand. Exactly. It, it's, uh, it's mental. What the hell? I don't know why, you, but as you said, Dave, as soon as they went for him to look at the replay, about the look, hitting his hand was never in doubt. It was, first of all, as you said, if anything, he was getting fouled from behind. And second of all, the hand was unintentional. And third of all, it doesn't bloody matter. It happened two passes before, h- halfway up the pitch. It wasn't the reason the goal was scored. So, the, it, it totally cocked up the interpretation of their own rules there. So, it's, it's really frustrating. And handball has been a bit of a sensitive subject for me this season because the amount of shit handball penalties they gave at the start mm-hmm. of the season. Mm-hmm. And then they, then they adapted the rule. And then, now against Southampton, they're charging the ball down with their hands and they're not giving penalties for us. And then they're giving it to other teams. So, you know, it it is easy to get paranoid and it is the kind of everyone's against us type of thing. But, you know, at the end of the day, this team has thrived on that over the last couple of seasons. We've thrived on everyone trying to up their game for Liverpool because we are the biggest team in town and we've risen to the occasion. You know, we've dropped those standards recently. And, it, and it's not been good enough, but it, it was bound to happen after two, three years of consistency. You know, we're going to have a drop-off. I'm just praying now that we've got that out of our system. This Klopp team always tends to finish the season extremely strongly. So, And we always tend to be a bit wobbly in January, even if sometimes we do get the results. We do seem to be a bit... You know, struggling for fitness this time of year. So I'm hoping it's something to do with how they cycle their fitness to try and peak at the right time at the tail end of the season. And fingers crossed, we've now got that out of our system. We're now going to be back and firing and, you know, start hitting the ground running. Cows, are you there?
1: Oh, sorry, I was on mute. Oh, we, we, have
2: to, we haven't done a mute yet, so that's just we've, I think we've got the full set now. Uh, uh, yeah, of no, oh, I...
1: cock-ups. <laughs> Everything that could possibly go wrong has officially happened on this podcast. Yes, yeah, Sam, um, I would just just to um, come in on, on your point there, I think for me... Um, You kind of touched on something earlier about before this game, I think it was around about seven hours or just over seven hours that Liverpool haven't scored a goal. And, you know, last year it was quite easy to call this team mentality monsters. It's easy to kind of play your best when everything's going your way. You are the most feared team. No one's within sight of you. You are running away with it. And, you know, this season, everything has gone wrong. It's been fundamentally awful on all aspects in terms of injuries and everything, and, you know, maybe, you know, fatigued players and just, you know, maybe not signing more reinforcements. You know, everything has gone wrong. And then you've got the officials against you as well. You know, everything's been pretty shocking. For me, like, we really, really hyped up the Crystal Palace game and result. And rightly so. But this is Spurs. And this is Jose Mourinho. And this was a team that I think a lot of people were quite scared about. Like, oh, my God, we just lost to Burnley. Do we really want to play Spurs next? Oh, my God, you know, not not ideal. they do some luck against us. But for me today, they kind of showed sure that they were mentality monsters, given the fact that everything that they've been through. I mean, do you think now this is, you've touched on it, Sam. Uh, so, Dave, I'll come to you um uh, first on this one. Do you think this one is hopefully the stepping stone in terms of Liverpool you know, sort of clawing their way back now?
3: I would love to say yes. But I remember many times over the last few decades where we turned more corners. <laughs> they they basically ended up being circles. So it's it's one result I and mean, it's a great performance. And and actually the performance didn't come out of nowhere. We could start to see that the performance was come in, we, we were starting to click again after being a bit ropey and, and of course we're going to be a bit you know, uh, we are going to be a bit ropey, we, we've been changing around the team so much you know, last year was great because we, alright we, we of course we had injuries but you know, the back four was pretty much consistent, the front three was always consistent, Allison played most of the season, so you know, we we've had to deal with quite a lot and all i say is i'm going to continue sam's star wars analogy here so so the crystal palace <laughs> game was like the end of a new hope you know that that was that was the peak that was that was as good as it would get but that's just the start of the first of the first of three chapters we've been going through a bit of the empire strikes back and you know things have been a bit shit we're coming up to return of the jedi and we're going to hit that Return of the Jedi, you know, uh, form to the end of the season. We've got City coming up.
1: Is like, Sam so- Allardyce Jabba the Hutt? Has to be.
3: Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I think he runs quite close, actually. <laughs> Jabba the uh, something else. I think see you next Tuesday. But, um, yeah, so uh, we need to get West Ham out of the way. So I'm not going to get too excited but I'm sort of telling myself that as well because inside I am I am getting a bit excited I think now we've got that shit out of the way we've shaken it off we can get ready you know and and start to go at teams again get that confidence back and um yeah I think I uh, my expectations on top 4 mm-hmm. would be a great achievement Considering where we are right now, assuming we're not going to make any signings, what the squad is now, if this team makes a great, well, I still want more. <laughs> you know, so right now it feels really good. I'm sure the the players are going to be absolutely buzzing. Spurs are a good, good side. Yep. And I think they'll be pushing top four as well. So to beat them on their own patch so convincingly, I, I think is a is a great, great thing. So, yeah. We all, we've got lots of um, you know uh, Jabba the Hutt's palace to look forward to. We've got the Ewoks to look forward to, a bit of Yob Nub, and uh, yeah, it's going to be a great season. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> thank you so much, Dave, for backing me up on this one. You could have just you could have, you could have walked away, but you you've just doubled down on it somehow, and uh, I appreciate that, mate. You've always got my back.
3: Um, no worries, mate.
2: It's absolute madness, though, isn't it? That we've got to play Thursday, Sunday now. There was no need for this, you know. It, it's like we're playing in the Europa League this season. We're on Thursday so often now. So, and yeah. to be to be fair, we got to be bloody careful that we sign a centre back, or we might be playing in it next season. But um, yeah, you know, I'm I'm being optimistic now. I, I really think that there is a good chance we can get turn this around. But you know, West Ham. They've got two days extra recovery time on us. They'll be building a plan to try and stop Liverpool. It's Moyes actually, as well, isn't it?
3: We
0: mm. yeah, have
3: got Moise again these days. I, I yes, lose track. Yes. He's been <laughs> Phillips had a great game against West Ham at home, though, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, man of the match,
2: man of the match. So, um, yeah, you know, we we could play him in that game as long as he's not injured as well. Um, and hopefully, you know, Henderson's okay after his recent injury and hopefully Fabinho might be okay and we were just kind of keeping him back as a precaution. But you know, that's no gimme. West Ham away is always a tough game for us. So, you know, we've got to be back on it. But to be fair, guys, when we have had our eight nine day breaks between games, we've been absolutely pathetic. So uh I've I've always thought a Klopp team tends to play better when it gets a bit of rhythm. Klopp's a big believer in that and I think you know another game straight after that performance today you know they're going to be desperate to get out onto the pitch
1: absolutely absolutely right guys I think we're pretty much coming to the end of the pod are there any takeaways anything you want to kind of mention on the pod anything that deserves a shout out I was really quite impressed with James Milner today I thought he had a pretty decent game um I was also very impressed with Jordan Henderson given the fact that you know he uh, we you know we've been quite critical of him as, as a center back but I thought he did a pretty decent job given all the circumstances um you know those were my two little you know far left shouts Who are you coming to? Any one of you have you got any th- anything that going, you going, want to I'm share going, Anything then. you want to share I've just got that off my chest
3: no I okay. think, I think they, uh, yeah every player I thought played really well and and you're right probably to call out Milner because you know he's he's not really had many minutes and he just comes in and he does what he always does, so you know and Christ, he just keeps going, doesn't he? You know, he doesn't. He never had that much pace to lose in the first place. So you know, he's just kind of keeping that level that we've seen from him for the last kind of five years or so. So yeah, I think he was really good. I, I, I want to come back a little bit to Nick's point that um, I, I think Thiago's diving in does worry me a little bit. Now I think Spurs are a world class team at kind of buy-in free kicks. You know, they've mm-hmm. all taken yeah. that lead from Harry Kane where they just, you know, leave their foot in. Because when Thiago dove in, it, it, the guy had already jumped over, but he kind of, he stretched his foot down to make sure there was a little bit of contact. So there's no way it hurt him. But, you know, he made sure he got the book in. And I just, yeah. you see it throughout the pitch that, all of them are looking to buy those Harry Kane-type free kicks. And it just makes me hate them a bit more. I I never particularly disliked Spurs, but they're a horrible, gnarly little team right now, so I'm glad we stuffed them. Um, Yeah, I I hope Thiago does calm down. I don't know why he's kind of diving in like that. He doesn't need to. I always remember, you know, Zabi Do you think it's got a lot
1: to do with the fact that everything's going fundamentally wrong for Liverpool and it's almost like let let me kind of bring some energy. I don't know. Maybe it, it's that kind of thing. Like, let me motivate them. Like, I came on against Chelsea and they were all swooning over my passing. Maybe I need to be that leader in the midfield. And by leader in that midfield, maybe I'm the one that goes diving in, in with the tackles. I don't know.
3: Be it could be one of those things where he just wants to really make his mark. You know, he's yeah. come in with a big reputation, hasn't he? Yeah. And yeah. I think, I, I do think, not having the fans there as well does make a difference in, in weird ways. You know, if you yeah, of
1: course back, it when, would. It's shit.
3: Yeah. Well, when Torres, you know, some players, it, it just clicks for them and they get that instant rapport between, you know, the, the crowd and themselves. So when Torres came in, you know, again, he wasn't the finished article at that time, comes in, scores an absolute brilliant goal against Chelsea. And, it's instant love isn't it between the fans and and torres on the pitch but when it's just when there's that vacuum and there's no fans there or anything that that kind of connection between the the players and the fans just isn't there and i don't know if something weird's going on in his head where he's he's feeling like he has to win every challenge and he really has to dominate every game because he's come in with this big reputation so he needs to be this big fish Whatever the reason, um, it is a bit worrying because I, I think you know, he just has to miss time one of those things and, and he's it's it's not a yellow card, it's a red card straight away. So I hope he kind of keeps that in check because he doesn't need to. He's so good with the ball and I don't care what fucking Herman says or anyone. He's not slowing down our game and I, I can't understand that criticism for anyone who's actually watched the games. I think he, the his use of the ball... Is great. He's just a, he's just a bit unlucky that we've just been going through a bad patch as a whole team. Just when he's coming back into the team and trying to regain his fitness. So I think he'll just get better and better. Like say though, just hope he calms down the Paul Skull's tackling a bit. But yeah, I, I think that's pretty much it for me. I, I think a lot to be positive about, and uh, yeah, couldn't be happier going into a Friday.
1: Wonderful. Whilst I've got you there, who's your man of the match?
3: You know what? I, I, I want to think of someone else other than Mane because I don't think everything that he did was great. But what I really appreciated about him was, you know, it's, it's easy when you miss a chance to kind of shrink in the pitch. You know, if you're playing five a side or something yourself, you mm. know, you, you kind of want to, oh, I'm not going to take that chance on. I'm going to pass it because I've got. Fucking size 12s on today or something. I, but the fact that he kept showing up every time, he was getting into the positions more mm-hmm. than anyone else to miss yeah. those chances. So the fact that he kept trying, he kept going, he got his goal. It, ultimately, the game changed really with that goal just before half time. So, you know, mm-hmm. laying that on a plate for Bobby, it, it's got to be Mane. But I do think, you know, Every player on that pitch played their part tonight.
1: Fair enough. I love that shout. What about you, Sam? Uh, anything you want to get off your chest and who's your man of the match?
2: Well, seeing as I've gone off on all sorts of tangents, at um, this game, uh, this podcast, I might as well actually talk about some of the players. Um, to- to- totally agree with Dave. Um Thiago, I think it's just a matter of time with him. You know, he was with Bayern for, what, seven years? He's come into a new team. On the ball, he's absolute quality. You can see that. But for me, sometimes without the ball, he hasn't quite, or we haven't quite sussed out how to use him in this Liverpool side. And it hasn't quite worked on occasion and he's been caught out, you know, when he hasn't got the ball. But in general, I just think he... he, Oozes class, and you know, he's going to be a class player for us. I just think it's going to take a little bit of time, especially after that nasty knee injury he had. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think he needs to tone down the diving in 100%. I just think he's been so desperate to get the win, and there's been people saying things like, He's the reason we haven't been winning. I don't care what they say, they always do tend to hear these things. It does come back to the player, even if they don't read the papers and things. So, I think he was just desperate to get that win. And now, hopefully, that's under our belt. He he might kind of settle down a bit more and and really kind of start um, showing his his worth. But, um, regards to players today, I just think it's really important we give a strong shout-out to Trent today. He was absolutely fantastic. Today, his his delivery this season has been off, noticeably off. But today, he was bang on point with some of his not crossing
1: coincidence him. that the the attack started clicking today too.
2: Exactly, yeah, and and I don't know if it's because the system worked a little bit better today, and which meant that he had more space. And he's been under a lot of pressure recently. You know, they've been doubling up on him and and really kind of playing him out of the game. But the way we played today really did suit him and it got the best out of him. And so I was so happy that he got the goal as well. I think it was thoroughly deserved. And um, yeah, I totally agree with Marnay. He just played and played and played today, worked his ass off as always. Um, Thiago showed some uh, real class at times today as well. I was absolutely creasing myself a Milner at times today. He, again, agree with Dave a lot on this podcast. Um, Spurs, bloody hell, the amount of times we crossed it into the box, second ball after a corner or whatever, and we'd go up for a header and a Spurs player would just bump their body into our player's legs who's in the air and go down and they'd win a free kick without fail every single time and it's just using... A bit of nose, and then what Milner does is exactly that. There was one instance mm-hmm. where he had the ball, and he was he was crowded out right by the touchline. And if he lost the ball, we might be in a bit of trouble. And much like Deep Mahaman used to do, well, hit the brilliant deck, yeah,
0: hit the deck, show.
2: just just waited for someone to come in behind. There's no foul there, but the guy comes in from behind, and you just hit the deck, breather you know we 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 had about twenty minutes left in the game we were three one up and he just bought us some time and mm. he was he was getting stuck in today Milner you know there, there's there's clear there's clear problems obviously with having him in there was he thirty four thirty five um but bloody hell, I think he did bring something important to the team today and that was real grit and he worked his bollocks off. And, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter what you say, you know, he tried his best to give them an assist in the last minute or so by chipping it through to Son and Phillips had to uh, do a, a goal-saving header to clear it. I don't know what the hell he was doing there, but he was he was just trying his best to clear everything. But, yeah, just a shout-out to Milner as well. I thought he, he worked his ass off today and and... Was you know a big reason why we managed to grind it out because I thought, um, Ndombélé for Spurs looked different gravy at times today. He was a really really smooth operator in midfield, so our midfield did really really well to you know manage to keep them down to the lack of chances that they did do in the end. So you know obviously Genie um, and Tiago a lot of credit for that as well. But for me anyway, uh, getting to man of the match. I I pick him so often, but I just think he was the catalyst for everything clicking today. Every time the ball got to him, he he did his little uh, dip of the shoulder turn and he was away and he was getting our attacks clicking again. Bobby Firmino today, I really do think... He was great. And I don't think we've talked about him really today, about how good he was. You know, obviously he was unlucky with that bloody handball, but it it was repeatedly a thorn in the Spurs side today, I thought. And I was so happy that he got the goal before halftime because I think it's something that his performance really, really deserved. And he's had a lot of criticism this season. He's been very, very up and down. You know, he's been poor probably since that Palace away game. Uh, where he was 7-0 and he was incredible that day. And mm. he's fallen off a cliff again. But now today, he was incredible, in my opinion. So I really hope, you know, if we can keep him playing like that, there's no reason why we can't out-attack the opposition and make the defence, you know, something that doesn't matter whatsoever.
1: He is hoping, fingers crossed, yeah, I, I I adore Bobby Firmino. Um, uh, I just think he's incredible. I think Sadio Mane is awesome as well. Um, for me, if I'm going to pick one, I think we do, I've always always praised Sadio Mane like quite consistently all season. He has been like I think Dave said our best attacker for most parts, and then Jota as well. So I'm going to give it to Bobby Firmino today because he certainly certainly does like to get a goal against Spurs. Uh, long may it continue for every other team let's just tell him that we're playing Spurs week in week out, I am going to go to Bobby Firmino because he was making things click today and he was back to his smart usual self just being the provider and of course getting a goal which is just wonderful, guys thank you so much for listening, thank you for our co- to our callers, thanks for all you lot that joined us live, before I let these two go I'll get some plugs from them Dave where can people find you on Twitter?
3: Yep, so and where
1: can you can you get, get your work.
3: Yep, so uh, you can get me at the usual places. So, Comics in Motion uh, on any podcast catcher, usually talking on there about uh, various TV and movie shows related to comic books. Also, the VHS Strikes Back, which is more retro TV uh, and movie reviews. And. An upcoming show, which, Nina, I think you just have to let me know where I need to drop the episode and what have you. A new show coming on Anfield Index is Where We Once Watched. Uh, or, yeah. Um, yeah, Where Once We Watched trying to sing it to myself then <laughs> so there we're to going back past some... this one isn't he does not know the name of his own yeah. <laughs> like what what is, what is the name of it again so no it was that long ago now so i've got the first episode ready to go ready to drop and there we're going to go back and watch an old match in real time so we got the first couple of episodes down they'll come out at some point um we do the Forest 5 nil. we're doing the Manchester United 1994 3 all, And uh, the idea is, you know, every couple of weeks we'll just tackle one of these great matches and just indulge in some real football where we have no VAR, you know, there's, there's none of this nonsense. And, and we actually have fans in the ground, some real football. So it's actually been a lot of fun. We've done a couple of matches so far and, and looking forward to doing many more
1: can't wait and I'll I'll drop you some details um once we've come off this show but obviously not tonight because I am mentally and physically exhausted I'm so tired and Sam what about you where can people find more of your work and where can they find you on twitter
2: uh yeah I just want to plug my new star wars podcast that I'm starting <laughs> 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 Uh, I don't think I'll get many listeners after today. Um, no, uh, I don't have a Star Wars podcast. You'd be relieved to hear. But um, if you do want to have a chat and a bit of a laugh on Twitter, uh, my Twitter handle is at Sambo Evans. Up the Reds. Come on.
1: Absolutely. Yep, do check out Dave's pod. It's going to be releasing very soon. I can't wait for that one. And do follow both these guys on Twitter. Guys, thank you so much for listening. It's late. Thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoyed that. Hopefully, it's the first of many. And we can all be positive again. Till next time, take care and up the reds.
0: Podcast Network.